red five. I'm going in. <laughs> Welcome to uh, another episode of Ander Files on Trench Run Report. And uh, this will be the last episode uh, of uh, Trench Run Report in uh, 2022. Uh, I'm your host, Justin Gray, and here with me is... Aaron Russo standing by. Sean McCannelly standing by. And uh, we're going to be covering the last two episodes of uh, Andor, which would be chapters 11 and 12. Um... So let's uh, start with the, our likes and uh, dislikes. Um, uh, so, uh, Sean, what were your uh, likes and uh, dislikes about the um, uh, two, two final episodes? Uh, a lot to like. I can't even think of any dislikes, really. But the uh, like that I didn't realize till afterwards was just the jarring realization that... Uh, that mom or ma was dead uh like because i guess the episode is the episode open or really soon after it opens with um or she's like in poor health i guess in 11 and then 12 is 12 the one where it starts with um b2 emo no that, uh, no, that was 11. like shaking and he's like like we are all realizing that she actually passed away like in between episodes mm-hmm. <laughs> and like we didn't get to see it and then like for a second you're like oh like she's faking like is she like did she fake her own death like all of us like denial and negotiation like all the stages of grief like they put us through the stages as the audience where you're like denying it and then you're negotiating it and then you're like hey and then but finally like it comes to like that she has her final arc right as a hologram so like it all works out but like i just thought that was really like bold to do these like off-screen like off-screen deaths right um I was thinking about, I was watching something else about The the Wire, which is, like, another favorite show of mine that's considered, like, the best show ever. And, like, they kind of subverted the cop show tropes of, like, showing the big chases. Because they would always, like, start a chase and then cut away and cut back. And then, like, the chase is over and they're, like, arresting them. <laughs> so, like, this show, like, I feel like borrows from some of those, like, you know. And we saw that, too, with some chases, too, where, like, like when Bix was running away, they just started showing her running. And then the next thing you know, she's caught, right? They don't, like, mm-hmm. show a whole struggle. So, like... I just like that kind of subversive storytelling where like, oh, okay, I guess she's dead because like in real life people just die like off screen as it were, you know, like it's not that, it's not always so dramatic. It's not like a, uh, like Yoda dying or something, you know, mm-hmm. where, like he slowly says it and then he fades away or Obi-Wan gets to hold in there long enough to, or uh, Qui-Gon holds on long enough to say goodbye to, to Obi-Wan, right, and train the boy, right, and then he dies. It's like in real life he probably would have bled out before that, but um so I, I like that. I love the uh, the two aliens they run into. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> the like Nar- Narkinians. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like there's just like... when you were gonna complain. About yeah. Just it. yeah. Ah, no aliens. <laughs> yeah. And like the way the they talk to like ones I've ever seen. Like, we mm. what do we do with the squishy? Like the way they talk and like they have the they have the derpy quad jumper like ship. Right. They brought that back. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like barely flying around, and they like. I, but again, they like they set up this like they're telling the story of like oh like <clears throat> we were gonna like 
you know, turn you in for a bounty, but, like, the Empire, like, poisoned our water and killed our fish, and we're just fishermen, and so we think we'll help you out, right? It's like, see, like, the Empire, like, that's the whole theme of it. The more that they push down, the more they, like, crap on everyone, the more it, like, fosters resistance, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. the Empire probably didn't even think in their arrogance of, like, oh, if we build these prisons here, what's it going to do to the natural habitat around here? They didn't even think about that, but... Here it is, the decision to make those seven prisons in the water had this effect on the ecosystem, and that led to these prisoners escaping, which leads to the destruction of the Death Star eventually, right? It's all connected. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just love that, like, they initially were, like, a threat, and then it's like, oh, never mind, like, well, where are you going? Where do you need to ride to? (laughs) And, you know, that was just, that was great. I love, um, is it Brasos or Bravos? The big guy, the big friend. Oh, yeah. Um, on uh, Ferrix. Yeah, on Ferrix. Oh, yeah. Bra- is it Bras- Brasso? Brazo? Brazo? Brazo. Yeah, that, he's a solid dude. I liked him. Um, like his whole, in both ep- both episodes, like when he tells, when he's telling Andor, like Marva's last words, like what, what she wanted to tell Andor, it comes mm-hmm. from him. So good. And like that good, like that real hug that they give, like that's not like a fake, like I'm afraid of intimacy hug. That was like, you're my brother like hug right and I was like oh this is good like they lingered long enough you know uh I liked the whole like the tension in the setup of the entire finale like the the march with the band which was like a live like that was literally them playing live they didn't overdub that like the, really? the, the music was on set and just picked up off the mics so it was like literally a marching band and mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they had like this, the Star Warsification of the of the instruments right it's like that's a flute, but there's like three other flutes attached to it. It's like kind of like mm-hmm. you know, like it's just that fun like kit bashing again. You see that like it's a throwback to the old like let's make a gun that's recognizable, but just make a few modifications. Not enough with the AK-47. They should <laughs> that yeah. was a little bit too on the nose, but uh, but the kit bashing with the instruments. I'm like, oh, I've never seen that before. Like the closest we got was like Jabba's band or whatever, which is something we won't talk about. <laughs> Um, oh, the, the Max Rebo one. Yeah, Max Rebo, man. <laughs> like, I love you, Max Rebo, but sorry. At least the special edition yeah. was no good. But, uh, yeah, just, like, tension building and the, like, you know, the showdown, especially, like, when the Imperials, like, when Nemex, um, Nemex talked, like, he's listening to Nemex recording, which was cool. I love that they showed him finally, like, because mm-hmm. he went back to Niamos to get his stash, and yeah. that's where he mm-hmm. found the thing, and then he was, like, he's actually been listening to it. And it's kind of like the opposite of, again, with the subversion, the subversive storytelling. Yoda says, do or do not, there is no try. And Nemec is, just try, 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 try. And that's Jen Urso's, like, we're going to keep taking chances until our chances are spent. We're just going to keep pushing on, right? So it's like that, like, that ethic is almost parallel or, like, contrasted somewhat with, like, the Jedi do or do not, like, very dogmatic. Mm-hmm. This is way more pragmatic. Um, I just I liked that how like Nemec's like philosophy he's like the philo- he's like the the Karl Marx of the <laughs> of the of the movement right he's like this this philosophical underpinning of it all and I'd love to see like his presence grow even more in the show like in season two like if he like if he's considered like the figurehead or the the brainchild right or the the brains behind it like of the rebellion like uh, yeah like if his like philosophy like really takes root in more people. And like it becomes like a founding, he's like a founding like father, a, like a like a mission statement or like a document of right, like, like um, like what is it like in nineteen eighty four the like the the subversive material they're not supposed to read. I forgot the guy's name. Like 
Saul Goodman or whatever. No, that's, that's not. <laughs> it's something like that. Saul, Saul Samuel Goldstein or something like that. It's like, but it turns out to be like it's anti-propaganda. But uh, anyway, like if yeah, if he's like the the George Washington or the I guess you could say like the John Locke, right, or the uh, Thomas Paine of yeah. this era, oh, right? Yeah, like so, like sense. yeah, like yeah. somebody who like. It was just before the Revolutionary War, but like was the animating kind of philosophy behind it, but who like wasn't around for the actual revolution. That's what I see him hopefully being more of in season two. But anyway, yeah, like his whole push, 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 try. And then when he was saying back in 10, I think it was like power doesn't panic. Right. And they're panicking right now. Mm-hmm. And you can see that like when they're losing control, of that riot situation and then the panic of like open fire. Right. And then it's like, well, now it got real. Like now they're shooting. And like that was actually... Again, like I knew that they would, I knew that they would show stormtroopers in a new light, and there was a few like tropes of like you know he climbs up the tower and then like sits there and gets beaten <laughs> off. He gets like three hundred kicked. Like this oh, is yeah. fought up, you know. This is Ferrex kick him off. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we got to give him that. I wanted him to like hit him with a hammer, but, um, but like the just the regular soldiers with the riot shields are doing their thing, and it's kind of like and it's falling apart, and then it's like open fire, and then the stormtroopers get involved, and they're just like. They're just, like, accurately hitting everybody. Like, they didn't... There doesn't seem to be just... Like, that's when it all collapsed is when the Stormtroopers got involved, right? And I'm like, yes, I knew that they would do this. Like, they would show the Stormtroopers, like, as an actual scary threat because they're kind of in the background, just, like, ominously back there, like, standing by. Um, you know... They're the sharpshooters. Who would have known? Yeah. <laughs> but but then... But um, Mira, like, pulled off the snipers... Remember, like, they were going through, like, ahead of time, and they were, like, going through the plan, and she wanted the snipers off the roof. So, like, that, I thought that was interesting, like, um, that that could have been even worse, I guess, if there were snipers. Um, but then, yeah, there was, like, the two death troopers with her, which was cool to see, of course, but, like, <laughs> you got, like, the one got completely, like, you know, 360 no-scoped by Andor. Like, he, like, jumped sideways and two one-shot at him, and it's like, okay. <laughs> Cool, but I would love to see a Death Trooper actually like be a more formidable threat a little bit more. But um, yeah, and then <laughs> I, I just love to everybody converged, right? Like everything converged at once on Ferex. Everybody was there. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that like um, that Luthen, like he's there to make sure that Andor is getting killed, right? That's what he's trying to tie up his loose end. And that's what Cinta and Vel are there to do. But, like, when he sees, like, Marva's speech and all that going down, you can see, like, he's like, oh, man, like, there's more to this thing than even I thought. Or, like, there's a whole different angle to this. Mm -hmm. And he was almost like, you know, like, that's my boy. Kind of like, yes, like, this is catching on, you know? And I feel like he kind of, he left that encounter, like, he was changed by that event, right? Everybody was changed in some way. And even, like, um, so Cyril and his buddy... (laughs) right his like cop buddy they're going there too for some reason i think cyril had an idea i don't know what the i don't know what he told the cop buddy was gonna be like the plan like what were they out there to do except like i'm here to help like what was he gonna do (laughs) Um, i think they were just i think it was i think they were just trying to get cassie yeah they were like yeah like pissed off at cassie right so like he yeah he's trying to like he's he has his so cyril has his own like um hero story that he's going through, right? Where he's like, in his own I'm, mind. Yeah, he's yeah, he's completely delusional. Like he's completely simping for Mira, and he's like completely like, there she is, there she is. Oh, I gotta get to her, and like, I'll save you, right? And he like saves it. Like he just he runs out the entire Luke Skywalker story, but like, is an inversion, 
or like as a like dark side or like a like a dark mirror image of Luke Skywalker's like arc of like again subversive storytelling they're subverting like the hero's journey by having like this like not sympathetic character <laughs> kind of doing it and then like it's just, they meet in the closet and it's like so the two most socially awkward people you could put together yeah, that was, and they like that, again they subvert they're like I love you I know and it's like they say something very similar to that where it's like you know like I'm gonna have to report this and he's like oh I'm aware of that or it's like that's their own way of saying like I think she says something you, like I, I, I guess I should say thank yeah. you or something like that oh, yeah man. I guess I should say thank you and he's like no need or whatever and it's like that's their own way of saying I love that, you that scene, and they're like are they gonna kiss are that they, scene like, what's gonna happen only worked because they didn't kiss <laughs> yeah yeah if they kissed it would not have worked at all <laughs> I don't think they would have known what kissing like, I don't think uh, either of them has I, ever I kissed know. anyone <laughs> you know? I, I don't think either of them have yeah, so like, I think that that scene that is, showed that they are both they are reflections of each other. Yeah, they're both the same type. He of He had his major screw up on Ferrix. Yeah, and now she just had now hers. She's screwed too. Because again, again, they made a point of showing like when she's going around and telling them what to do. Like all of that, all of the decisions she made when she landed there are going to come back and bite her in some way, or she's going to get the fall for it, or they're going to be like, "Oh, you you pull out the snipers. We should have had snipers." Like all these things that she decided. The people who survived that are crawling up for their careers are going to make sure. So I think she's on her way down, like, mm-hmm. and he may be on his way up, or at least they're together, right? So it's like, yeah, that was their conversion or their, like, paths crossing because they had crossed already a little bit, and it was, like, the first time they met outside the ISB. Super awkward. This is also super awkward, but they're both in a different place now. And, like, that's so interesting. They're like, so full of potential of where they could each go because I think she's, like, on the outs with ISB a little bit. She screwed up this thing majorly, right? Andrew got Andrew's Andor is gone. And so is Axis, which she doesn't know it's not him, but like Right. She, it may come out that like Luthen was there and like this is our guy and he was there and he got out too, right? Um Bix is uh, Yeah, they got Bix out, right? Which so, they thought, mm-hmm. you know, she So again, the thing I loved <laughs> with her, like I love that we didn't really see like they wanted her to give up that that Anto Krieger is is Fulcrum or whatever, or is Axis, and she we don't see what she says, but she kind of her face is like I don't it doesn't really matter what I say you're not gonna believe me either way, and they did a really good job of like making her look horrible <laughs> like she really has been through something torturous, mm-hmm. right? Because that's like a trope too where they like the damsel in distress is always like runway ready, you know, all throughout the like I've been tortured but I look great right I'm like Instagram ready and it's like. No, like, they made her look horrible. Like, really, really, like, messed up and, like, out of it. And she's, like, her brain is all scrambled through the whole thing, you know? She's, like, you know, but she gets off safe. You know, I was, like, for a second, I was, like, please don't have this ship, like, ex- get blown up by a TIE fighter the second it flies away or something with a B-2 and her on there and uh. blown up. Like, no, no. But, and then, of course, yeah, the ending is just so great with he confronts Luthen in the ship and he's, like, kill me or take me in, right? Take me into this into the game. I want in on this on this thing. So like he's been obviously on this journey that Luthen isn't really aware of. Like because only he just knows him from Aldani and then hasn't seen him since. So he doesn't really know what he's been through. But he kind of smirks, which I take it as like, okay, you're in, kid, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got some balls, right? But yeah, a lot to love. I think they did a really good job with the setup and execution of eleven and twelve. Like that's a great little mini arc of two episodes. Um but also the crescendo of everything that came before. You kind of need everything else to get to that moment and just masterfully done. Um, and I guess they tied up Mon Mothma's piece with her. 
she is more isolated than ever with her family because she like her, she realized like her daughter is like rebelling against her by going kind of traditional conservative and like she is really in a tight spot and kind of has to go along with this arranged marriage for the money thing because um, she's really in that tight spot with the money and she's kind of it ends with that kind of ceremony the meeting ceremony and you're like oh no <laughs> and like I have a feeling that like we're going to see her her family life completely collapse in the next season because she's obviously like a bit of a shell of her former self in Rogue One and certainly in Return of the Jedi she's much she's like hollowed out as a person I think we're going to kind of see that happen over this next season um, she goes from like bright eyed bushy tailed optimistic idealistic senator in Revenge of the Sith to this like PTSD lady in, Re in Return of the Jedi mm. and we're gonna see that, and uh, she's she's gonna have to lose everything, her family and everything, um, to save herself or to like to do this rebellion thing. She's gonna have to like sacrifice her family or like leave from leave them or let them go, <laughs> like yeah. let them go I mean, the direction she, they want to go. She kind of already threw her husband under the bus. Yeah, so yeah, she like the, uh, she successfully yeah she she made she crossed the Rubicon of like she found a way to explain the missing money by blaming him for gambling it away. Which he didn't like outright deny. Like he was like, yeah. "That wasn't me." Like this time wasn't that time, but I have done that before, right? Or it's like it's, it's a really good story that like everyone would believe that that's the case, and it is a plausible like explanation for why the money's missing. Mm -hmm. But she like pulled the trigger on that. <laughs> like, ooh, that was cold. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's been on a journey. I mean, it's it's cool, cool with her because she's really like her entire story has been like in her apartment. Or like in the Senate chamber, but mostly in that, in that apartment or a little bit of Luthen's shop, and that's been like her entire setting. It's almost like a play, like mm -hmm. her, like a stage play, like mm -hmm. which she probably comes from that background. But like it's just again masterfully done. Like this is how you do a TV show, right? Is you do like you strip it down to its essence. Like the, what are these set pieces? Who are these characters? And like let's have them on a conversational journey. That's the drama is the conversation and like the. The, who's going to do what? Like what, the relational stakes are super high, and it, like it's a nice contrast to like some of the other action or more like straightforward stakes. Was her whole piece, I thought, and they're just sitting on this talent of the actress who plays Mon Mothma. It's like, man, couldn't like they could have figured out something to do with her for the last seventeen years, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you had this gem sitting under you this whole time, and finally she's getting something, right? Um, but they could make use of her for a long time, I think, even outside yeah, of Andor. Yeah, they could, they could yeah. actually do something, like, in, like, the, Because um, in this Mandoverse... New, new, new yeah, Republic. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In Mandoverse, and you can age her up for being, like, Leia's age, or, like, in, like, sequel era, she could yeah. be aged up even, mm -hmm. right? She'd be a little yeah, bit older than Leia. Yeah, she'd be uh, yeah. Chancellor of the New Republic. Exactly. So, like, they've got a lot of yeah. runway for her as the actress. She She has a lot of possibility so that's cool to see but yeah super satisfied with it i have yeah just a few little nitpicks but i thought like tactically not that i'm like a military tactician but just the the whole like the way that all the whole thing went down was like realistic in the sense that like it seems like that's how that kind of thing would go down and like they'd lose control and like the officers would be like open fire and it seems like it was one of those like civil disobedience or like one of those like protests turns into a riot situations like mm -hmm. that's kind of how that stuff happens it's like it's a little ambiguous 
who throws the first thing. And I just love that. Like, yeah, bra, bra, Brasos or whatever is like smacking people with, with Marva's brick. <laughs> like, like, that's the next like black series, right? <laughs> it's like Marva's like, brick. brick. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that, it's just like, and her giant hologram of she's got the, like, B2 does like the, the, like, hologram of her speech and, you know, just inspiring everyone. And then, the guy when the guy flips over B two, you're like, oh, it's I, it is on. I, like, don't you dare hurt my boy. <laughs> ooh, that, that, that did tug at me a bit. Yeah, I, like, I, I again, I was, I was actually fearing for that. They are that really good. Like, I don't know how it is, but they get you to feel for these droids. Like, <laughs> it's a freaking robot. But I love uh-huh. this thing. He's like a little puppy. There's a little doggy bed charging station, and just the the little stutter. Just so it's so endearing. They're really good with like creatures and droids. Like, Chopperhead is. Is, you know, Chopper has a personality. R2 oh, yeah. has a personality. B- BB-8, certainly. Even Dio, or is it Dio? Yeah, yeah Dio. Is the, no thanks, you know. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. Yeah. yeah, and then the one from Fallen Order, right, is another uh, one. BB-1. Yep, and then uh-huh. and then Leia's little one. Like, all, yeah, they're just so good with droids and, you know, obviously, like, Baby Yoda and the creatures like that. Um, that That's, like, their sweet spot. That's, like, the identification of it. I'm, that's, I'm okay with that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's it's again the whole show. Nothing below a nine point five for me, and this was like nearly perfection. I would say <laughs> these two. All right, so uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts, likes, dislikes, and uh, anything else? Um, I thought it was a very overall. Just like the last two episodes, I feel like we're so there's there's such a precision to the storytelling throughout the entire series and I think the last two episodes specifically like just were so precise in their you know in bringing each storyline to its climax for that for this season mm-hmm. with the except I mean the only, and the only storyline that didn't converge on Ferrix was Mon Mothma's but mm-hmm. but ultimately like just the way that it just perfectly, you know, set up from the moment, from the end, really, of, of episode 10, mm-hmm. from, the, from the time that we see Melchi and, and Cassian um, running away um, to the end of episode 12 is really, just really well done and really, truly does come across as just like, Almost like it, you know, um, like a movie, yeah, like a two-hour movie, mm-hmm. um, which I think I personally like. One of the things that I <clears throat> like, Andor and Kenobi are definitely for me my two favorite things that Disney Star Wars has done because it's just they tell the story all the way through. Yeah, like and. As much as I enjoy things like Bad Batch or Clone Wars or even Mandalorian or whatever, like, I'm personally just not a fan of filler episodes. I'm not a fan of episodes where it's like, oh, it's world building. Oh, it's character development. No, it's, it's a plot divergence. It's, it's, it's something that takes you off the beaten, the trail of the plot, mm-hmm. and then puts you back in. If I can, if there's an episode... And I mean, I guess that there's always a chance that there's something in the episode that could matter. But in Andor and Kenobi, there's never an episode where it's like, oh, I could miss that one. 
Like if you miss that one, you then the next episode you won't know what's going on. The and Fortress think, Inquisitorious, you could skip that one, and you really wouldn't end up any different, in my but opinion. But then, how would you know what happened? Leia. Leia. Well, just Leia's pretend, pretend she doesn't. Then pretend she not. doesn't get captured. Like cut it off before she gets captured, and then pick it up on episode five. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think that that was that was also an effect. Like they they, I think that we're gonna find out. There were some things that we saw there that will be connected to. Yeah, I'm sure like the 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 Jurassic the, Park the, place. Yeah, and, and connects and, to something. And the Inquisitors. I don't think we're done seeing the Inquisitors um, right. in other in other material. But anyway, so having said that, um, yeah, I mean, it's like episode eleven. I thought was just perfect. You know, just the way that it was lining everything up with Luthen, with Cassian, with you know, starting with the death of of his mom, which is the catalytic, you know, moment that makes everybody have to start converging, you know. And how I like I like how there was like that, you know, it was like, Hey, does Cassian know? Oh, and then they're over there like, We know he's we know she died. Mm-hmm. We think he's gonna come here, like yeah. and just how all of that just unfolded like There's nothing convenient, it all just like it's all it. The force is pulling it all together, as it were. But like, it's not. I hate the contrived plots where it's like, oh, this, everyone this arrives felt, just at the right time. It just and felt just very. Knows where to go. It yeah. felt very grounded in yeah. what happens to anyone, right? Like, right. If your mom dies, you go home for the funeral, right? Like, or you and, say that you say something wrong or awkward. You're like, hey, Cassie, and like, don't say my name, like over the open line, like, oh, sorry, like, you know, like. I, I think that I think stuff. that I think that the the way that it was, you know. All, I mean, episode eleven was definitely the slower of the two, and right, it was not right. a lot of action other than it had to be for the badass, yeah, Luthen. Uh, I didn't even mention that space yeah. Yeah. moment <laughs> there. We've jammed the um, jammed the radar, which was very <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, but I just think that the like and everything about how they you know like set the tone in episode eleven, like the mournful tone of her death and then and then Cassian finding out and then how everybody's finding out and they're all everybody for different reasons right like mm-hmm. it's like oh well that's where Cassian's going to be and almost everybody else which is this is this, what's really you know it's like everybody else who shows up for the funeral is there to basically kill him right <laughs> they're like it's a trap they're making yeah. a trap for him yeah and it was just it's very interesting just it's just all very well crafted and mm-hmm. it it, it is so precise in its in its unfolding. Um, mm-hmm. I I loved the the um, as brief as it was, but the sequence with Mon Mothma that was in episode eleven, right? The in the back of the taxi, yeah, mm-hmm. where she talks about the gambling and all that, like um, knowing that the driver is listening. Knowing so that the that driver's listening, knowing that she, you know, and just, it's, I think that that moment and the moment in 12 where she essentially sells her soul, mm-hmm. um, sells her daughter, um, are just tragic. Like you feel the, 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 oh, like you're just like, you're totally on her side, but you're right. like, oh man. Because if the daughter like ever... Like right now, she's like in that, and like she she thinks she wants that. But like, if she ever finds out the whole story, and later on is like, 
I'm in this arranged marriage I hate. And not only that, but like you benefited from that mom. Right. Like, like, like she's going to hate mom. She ends that. up you know kind I mean? of becoming what her daughter was accusing her of, was it's all about you. It's all about your causes. It's all about your. Yeah. yeah. She and totally validated that. She, like, but in, in a normal <laughs> circumstance, if, if Mon Mothma were being true to her beliefs, she would, she would, you know, sit down with her daughter and be like, these are all the reasons why mm-hmm. I don't agree with all this stuff. And instead, she's like she uses it as an out, mm. and <laughs> it feels very awkward. Yep. Which is exactly how but it's supposed to feel. You see exactly why she would make that choice. You're like, that's a, you it's see a hard it, choice. But you're it's not like a hundred percent like. Not yeah. Sure that was the, yeah. Yeah. Like you're more like. Oh man. But I, I I thought that was all really good. Um, I. Yeah, just shout out to like the alien those those two fishermen. Like that was some <laughs> of the coolest. Like uh. like. The way they looked, the way they talked, the brief time that they were on screen, what they represented that yeah. you mentioned, like how they're like, you know, they're like the total every man, like mm-hmm. at the at the absolute bottom of the feeding, you know, of the food pyramid. And they're just, yeah, they're like, that, I thought that was just oh. really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the, all the way, all, it's just episode 11, I think just was such a, even the, it was such a precise, you know, it so precisely brought all the little things yeah. to that point so that when you get into episode 12, you're like, it's yeah. like, it's almost like it's like a perfect, you know, and and I, I think it's really interesting that episode 12, right, then it's almost like, like, you see him making the, the kid making the bomb. Yeah, and it blows it up. And yeah, and, and like, I feel like that was almost like... <laughs> what they were doing in episode 11 was yep. they were packing the powder, yep. you know, what, starting to the, going. they're getting it all packed in so that when you get to episode 12, it's all going to, yeah. The tension. Know. And which is what made episode 12, I think so good mm-hmm. was that then that was the, 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 the climax of that. Um, I thought highlights for me from episode 12, I thought that, um, Ferrix, like, I think might now be one of my favorite <laughs> Star Wars locations. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like they just made, they turned Ferrix into, like, mm-hmm. between the the way it looks, the way it feels, the people who were there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that, other than maybe Tatooine, that they've ever had a location that feels so grounded and so tied to the characters and, like, just very like felt real yeah like it felt... uh, is it moss is it moss Espa? like where anakin's from in episode yeah. one that's mm-hmm. pretty close like there's that old lady and like and Watto even like it but even more like a ferrix was even but yeah better it's developed. almost a, yeah it's its own like, community like you really feel like it's a community. and like just the way it yeah. looked and mm-hmm. the way that it that it a rust planet the way they it, they developed it as a character almost uh-huh. like you know the Literally, the like guy with the, the bell people who die get cremated and, and put into bricks yeah, that you like, build the city on. Like, I thought wow. that was just so <laughs> yeah unique and not something that Star Wars typically does. Usually, locations are just visual. Right. Yeah, they're just kind of like you know, they're there, they're gone. Coruscant maybe being the only location that gets a lot of mileage over yeah. time, but even then, I don't know that we feel apart from that scene, those scenes in Attack of the Clones where. Anakin and Obi-Wan are 
down on the ground level, there's mm -hmm. really not a lot of development there. But but you got a I sense mean, like of it in this, so like when when what's his face went way deep in there, like you saw like the underbelly part, even lower than where Anakin and Obi Wan ended up with that club, like. The spy guy went even farther deeper, where all aliens it's dark. There's no sunlight on there. Oh, like, right. So the spy yeah. who met with Luthen. Yeah, yeah, like you see, oh, like right, the, right. like you saw it in Clone Wars a little bit, but like this was like in yeah. live action, mm -hmm. the first time you've seen like, and even like even where Cyril lives, like where he's going down to his apartment complex, like that, like the 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 like brutal Soviet brick, like yeah. apartment complex kind of feel. People were complaining that looked too real, earth earthy. Yeah, too earth earthly. I can see that, but like. But it is, like, that also, like, is the point of, like, there's the glitzy surface right. of Coruscant, and then there's, like, the right. real concrete, bland under part. Right. Where the real people live. Which is where everybody, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I think that Ferrix, I think that Ferrix really shone through in yeah. episode 12. Uh -huh. uh, the, the location, the architecture. This idea of, like, the, the daughters sounds. of Ferrix, which is just, like, a fraternal order. Like, you'd have, like, the yeah. daughters of the American Revolution. Or Everything about it was, was yeah. just so spot on. And it was, it just really, and, and it, I think that's what made the whole showdown on the streets so much more powerful, was that you felt connected to the people in the location. Right. Um, Kinda I like, thought that it was so interesting. Like, it was a it was a way of showing. Like, I feel like when you look at A New Hope, like, right? It's like the Empire's oppression is showed on a very large scale and very not on the ground where you can see. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and I feel like this story was more like what the oppression of the Empire looks like, how it affects people. How they respond on the on the on the most personal level, yeah. in one very small corner of the galaxy. Because like New Hope was just like the stormtroopers were trying to track down the droids, but otherwise like Tatooine life is happening and there's just like troopers around. Well, even like it's just like, like the Empire's just got big just... ships and a Death Star, yeah. and the only thing that they really show is them blowing up Alderaan. Mm -hmm. They don't really ever show, apart from I mean, you do have those moments on Tatooine where. The stormtroopers are going through Mos Eisley, yeah. trying to make this mm -hmm. checkpoint. Yeah, yeah but I, I think and, that's and killing of... uh, Amperu and Uncle Owen, of course. Yeah, but, but, I <laughs> but I mean, that's that like was... indirect. Like that's not them yeah. taking it out on the civilians. They're like literally on the trail for these droids and like torturing anyone in their way. They're not like doing reprisal killings over here for like, you know, like oh you didn't tell us where they are, we're gonna kill you over here. You know, mm -hmm. that would that would not be not uh, make you feel endeared to the populace. Or <laughs> yeah. you gonna say something? Yeah, I think I think that's also kind of an interesting thing because like it kind of shows like the empire's. Uh, um, I want I want to say like it kind of just shows how distant the empire had become from from Andor to a New Hope, on like how distant they've become from like everybody else in the galaxy mm -hmm. to the point to where. They do <clears throat> go down to the towns and, like, do that. And then, like, by New Hope, they're like, oh, we don't really care about them personally. Now we can just, like, like we're just so power-hungry that we can just right. do it from space Well, they literally now. got rid of the Senate and have the regional <clears throat> governors yeah, now in charge. So, like, getting rid of the, the like, MOF system is, so. like, even more removal mm -hmm. from... It's, like, full-on feudalism at that point instead of a democracy. <laughs> It's mm -hmm. like they don't like, need to care what people think because there's no Senate yeah. to like complain anymore. <laughs> you know, like you're you take it up with your governor, 
yeah, right. You know, they're not going to listen. They're just there to extract resources. You know. Well, I think I think that the 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 events of um, the two episodes are because I, I, I do think that this is that the show is trying to say something very specific about um, the modern day um, shift towards authoritarianism mm-hmm. and how I love that line from Nemec's thing where he says it's so brittle yeah right and like that that is again you know it's like it's it's a it's a smaller version of like you know it's like like evacuate in our moment of triumph right like right. there's like Minera has has that kind of that same attitude it's like you know we're we're just gonna we're here we'll just if they try to pull anything we'll just shoot them all we'll blow them up right. and like they, they don't they don't understand their own weakness it's very similar to Palpatine like you know like mm-hmm. so blinded by his own he thinks he's got everything lined up right like and then inversely like Leia's interactions with like Tarkin and Vader on the Death Star like echo the philosophy that they've like they pull that out and they like how did she have that mindset and they're like bring it up of like like when she's like the more the harder you squeeze the more systems will slip out of your fingers so like ooh like let's build an entire lore around like yeah she's been indoctrinated in the rebellion then Nemec's in her head right well you know you even have it you have it even like literally it is literally playing out in the headlines in Ukraine, like yeah. here's Russia, right. the it's superpower, the yeah. can't even freaking uh-huh. finish off Ukraine. They yeah, they're on the like, retreat. <laughs> yeah, like they just they're like they're like going yeah. to the negotiating table, like oh uh, well, you guys need to negotiate with us because we clearly yeah can't beat you right. Like and it's like and it's over and over again the same thing, right? It's like it's like it appears on paper mm-hmm. that Russia would yeah. wipe the floor with them. Turns out not, <laughs> right? Like, like, apart from nuking them, right. you can't you can't win, right? And Seventy-five billion dollars in aid is a small price to pay to make Putin look like a jerk, right? <laughs> or, or like to make him look like an idiot. Uh, we'll pay that any day. <laughs> For anyone I think, I think about that it. the the episode, those two episodes together, just <clears throat> perfectly drove home the point of the whole series so far, which is you know, it's always these you know. Mm-hmm. Sc- ragtag groups of people on the ground who you know who somehow managed to get the best of what appears to be a superior and overwhelming force you know mm-hmm. i mean for god's sake i mean it was a freaking marching band with one funeral stone <laughs> and they took out yeah. they, they managed to you know and i, I remember well, no yes and no in that they started a riot but like it's i think it's pretty clear it was a basic it was a massacre like they weren't armed only the empire was armed yeah like it was a bloodbath well it was a bloodbath but it was i don't know that's what they like, call Luthen it a win like, for the empire like, Luthen, it? no but like Luthen's like looking at the town and he's like seeing and hearing the blasters and he's kind of like oh like he's like both inspired that this like pe- these people rose up but he's like like it's gonna take like this bloody grindy wheel to like, there's going to be a lot of bodies on the way to this right. thing. But and that's like, and that. But, but the that fact is, that they're willing to do that is like inspiring to him, and he's like, there's, but that, there's "That's what here. Nemec is saying, right. and that's that is yeah." Like, so I think the point is, that's a W. Yeah, they, yeah, they, you they, got wiped it's out. It's a tactical win, but a strategic loss or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, yes, empire. people died, yeah. but like, the empire right. has what are they 
blood on their face or mud on their face or whatever. Like, yeah. it's a black eye on the yeah, umpire. Yeah, yeah. And they, it's another thing that they have to do It's just like in the civil rights on. movement when they, like, when people open their papers or watch the TV and they saw, like, kids in their Sunday best getting sprayed with hoses and getting... Yeah, I mean, you broke up like, the protest and you threw all yeah. the people in jail. Like, now you look like the And jerk. now the, the movement that you tried to squash right. is more powerful. Because now, like, now you've you've inflamed the sympathies of like northern right. moms who are like watching teenage kids getting mauled by dogs by police dogs you're like what like right. you just lost the, the rest of the argument. world is going yeah. wow USA. so like to the extent that like this can get out in the galaxy like this kind of thing can not get like propagandized or like get glossed over with like oh it's a mining incident right like to the extent that the true story can get out there then like it'll spark that rebellion but i think that's gonna that would be an interesting thing with season two is like like the information misinformation, like that aspect of it, like right. how is the, it, the, the how battle is the for the public spin, opinion? Yeah, like the spin, the like spin of it, the, like the almost remember like in Hunger Games and they're like trying to do the like footage of like they're trying to show like Katniss like in there and like inspire everyone, right? But they're like also like propagandizing it too, right? And then like yeah. so it's like just because like the same way like the the capital was using the the tributes as like propaganda too, so like there is like a propaganda war at the same time, so like they could play with that with this of like the rebellion. As like a documentary crew or like trying to get like there's like a Michael Moore character who's like trying to get the word out and they're trying to get the real story out there but like the Empire is like has this like, like the ISB has like yeah like a, yeah if the ISB has like a counter like a counter propaganda slash pro propaganda right. arm too where like they're doing a spin on it like that'd be super interesting to see like the spin game well you saw that and all I think the parallels there was a news today clip of this where they said terrorists yeah exactly like I'd love to yeah. see more of that because yeah. that even speaks even more to today of like right. disinformation misinformation cyber attacks like all that stuff you could play you could bring in to this that'd be super cool i will say also that my i i just thought that it was like from the moment that like like the way that they filmed the way that the protest unfolded felt very real it felt yeah. very like like it felt very i remember very i i remember when i in, back in 2000 I think it was nine or ten, ten maybe, when I went to New York during Occupy Wall Street. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, because it's a very common tactic of, like, the police or whoever's in mm -hmm. authority, right? Like, like, they don't just say, no one's marching! You know, they, they, they said... Well, you can do this and you can do this. But the reality is, is that behind the scenes, they're like, this is the line. Mm -hmm. If you cross it and we'll let you walk up to the line, we'll even usher you to the line. But then when you get to the line, we're going to be there with shields right. and weapons. And if anything goes sideways, you know, you're the one who crossed the line. All bets are off. Yeah. And I remember experiencing that like we're like we were marching through New York City all day like thousands and thousands of people and you could just feel like and the police were just kind of just always there just kind mm -hmm. of like oh you know oh guiding protecting mm -hmm. you know and they and they let us go all the way to times square and they let all these people funnel into all these streets have you ever been to times mm -hmm. square like there's all those feeder streets that mm -hmm. come down off of all these other main streets and they let everybody file in and then they stop you. And then they literally like push everyone to the sh to the sidewalk. And then all the riot control people came 
down and just pushed everybody out. And 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 the way it unfolds, like in the show, it's like you can just feel like the like the tension of of that that like the like it's starts out kind of quiet, right? Kind of peaceful. Like they have their own like, staging areas. That you're gonna have your funeral, area. and we're just gonna be here. And, yep. And then it gets tenser literally with the tenser music increasing and yeah, yeah and then it finally and then it explodes yeah and i remember very clearly like being in new york and like there was a moment when like the people that were in the street weren't going to move and the police weren't going to let you stay there and then it blew up yeah. and then it was like then then the muscle came out right mm-hmm. and nobody got shot but like like it was a very i, I could like that was a very visceral and accurate way of this of, of portraying like scenarios like that mm-hmm. like where you know like i love that they showed like you know oh well they can have this many people or they can only march on these streets or whatever like they they you know and and yet in the in the end like they they couldn't control it mm-hmm. you know um and i just thought that and plus i think that was just like i don't know i've never seen a scene like that in Star Wars just so violent and so brutal and so yeah. like the shooting like, and they and linger the fighting. on like that one guy the dead guy like longer than is comfortable like mm. look at this guy like he's dead well and, like he's dead and, like dead, the way dead. that people like I've never seen people get shot that way in Star Wars well yeah like, they got that giant cannon the the web gun or whatever and it's like blasting people yeah people like, are getting <laughs> flown through the air yeah. and like and like people are and like most of the shots are hitting, and you're like, oh gosh, like the yeah. have yeah. the upper, they're like up up top, or like they have height, and they're just yeah, they're actually looking through their scopes. Yeah, they're actually not the lower. They're doing scope shots. Well, then the way that they the way that they built up the the moment when he threw the bomb. Yeah, you know, it's like from the beginning of the episode where you show him. You know, I mean, like I I mean, there's just so many. And it was a realistic explosion. I'm glad it wasn't a giant fireball. It was like literally like like apparently like I watched the you know videos afterwards like people that were in. Iraq or whatever, like, yep, that's like that. That's what the real IED looks like when it blows up. It's like concussive force, right? And like, like, uh, it's not a fireball. Yeah, it's not a fireball, but it's like there's like the smoke or the dust cloud, but like it's not this like big Hollywood explosion, which is just gasoline. They make it literally, they shoot up gasoline in the air, make it on fire. Like that's not realistic. It's like and they like blew out all the windows. Like that's that was that was that was as good an example of like urban, yeah, like. Like it Kirk felt Locker. like it could have been a scene out of Afghanistan or yeah, Iraq. Yeah, like very, very realistic. All the windows getting blown out and stuff. Like it's, um, that's how it happens. Anyway, I, I for some reason for me, um, as mu- as little time as it got, I feel like the Mon Mothma storyline was my favorite. Like, <laughs> for these two episodes. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel Everything like came to a head then. Something so. I just think that they. I remember like the scenes with Mon Mothma in Return of the Jedi, she was just so, like, somber mm-hmm. and so quiet and so reserved and almost, like, haunted. Yep. And... Now we know why. <laughs> now I know why. Or we're starting to see why. Like, I'm seeing who she was. Yeah. And how she's slowly, like, losing So I was saying, like, in that, that everything. scene from Revenge of the Sith, she's, like, this, like, idealistic crusader type in the Senate, you know, she's like, oh, like, mm-hmm. we're going to change the world. And it's like, then by Return of the Jedi, you're like, oh my gosh, I have this lady after 30 years. Well, and oh, I think, and I think it's, it's very, <laughs> I love how they, 
they contrast her with Saw and Luthen, but then she starts... Like, it's clearly more of a situation where even though Saw and Luthen aren't necessarily... Well, Saw for sure not, but, like, like I feel like it's, it's, a, it's more of a dark story of how the Rebellion has to kind of go to the dark side. Yeah. Like, like, it's more her coming to their level than them being pulled up by her idealism, which I think is a very pretty dark kind of thing to be doing in Star Wars, which they kind of started in Rogue One, mm-hmm. but then still ended with a flourish of hope and rebellion. But right now... Like, it's, not, it's not buoyed by hope. It's like barely hanging on. Like it's it's like, like it's like it's, it's like almost like, like it almost feels like okay, it. this is the part where we we all kind <clears> of <throat> and go under and like hope <laughs> that we can yeah come out victorious without becoming the enemy. Right. Which is okay. what Luthen basically says he's already done, and I think yeah. that all of that is just so well done in this show and in the last two episodes of the season. Like you feel that you feel. All of that, but what did I you thought, think about um, Luthen like putting on Saw like Anto Krieger's fate, or <laughs> like he mm. like schluffed it off onto him of like, here I'm telling you this now. What do you want, what should we do about it? And he's like, so I was like, why don't don't make me decide? Well, what I think to do I think what we're guy. seeing is you know? how Luthen Luthen is Luthen is like there's a reason why the rebellion ends up being led by Mon Mothma and not Luthen. Yeah, and that's because Luthen is. A compromised character. He's not. He's not a leader. He works in the shadows. Mm-hmm. He he manipulates. He deceives. He he's he's a he's a he's a menace. He's a villain. He's a villain with a cause. <laughs> and but he and Saw right. They end up not. I mean I don't know how Luthen's story unfolds, but we don't. He's yep. not a part of right anything when we get to a new hope. So I think that it is gonna be. It is a story of like these guys like. Like, you know, kind of losing their way, but at the same time, pulling Mon Mothma kind of under a little bit um, because of what's necessary to actually, you know, successfully conduct a violent rebellion. Mm-hmm. Um, that and a cool ship with cool tricks. The mm-hmm. Batmobile. <laughs> I, I, cool. I think I'm surprised how little we got of anything that even hints at who Luthen is it mm-hmm. the sto- the season ended with really no yeah, no he's strong a sense man of, still yeah he's he's not someone that we know in any kind of way um do you think I do that think him that and his I, assistant are like a little bit on the outs like do you think she was kind of like um like is Clea like are they in sync still or are they is she like frustrated with him or like wanting to go a different way do you think or is she like more hardcore than him like cuz she was the one Who's like kill? Well, I guess by now we know that Luthen really did want. Yeah, Luthen. For Luthen, a while we were wondering like, did she, Luthen she made the call. Luthen? Yeah, yeah, right. I do think I do. I will say like just to clarify, just to to put a pin in it is, I that last scene with Luthen, where Cassian, <laughs> like like that is like, right? It's like like that is so perfectly done, right? Like yeah. he he Luthen has been spending most of the last three quarters of the season trying to kill him. And then he has him right in front of him, but he's like, you can kill me or I, I'm ready to join yeah. you. Yeah. 
Um, and obviously we know and like what's and, gonna happen. Or knew but... Cassian knew where because he parked in the same spot. So like that. That's just so fun. Like because I was like, what is he doing? Like where is he going? Like why isn't he going with Bix and B two? And then I was like, oh, like <laughs> he like he saw Luthen through the binoculars, so he knows he's there. So he's like, he probably parked in the same spot he did. I'm gonna go there. Well, I think <laughs> I think know? that that like, the beauty wow. of the, it was because I think that what what the show what the episode did was it showed through his mom's death and then what she said at the funeral and what happened on Ferrix, he was like and and what even what brazo said to him like what your mom said he said her mom his mom said like you know when he finally knows what he needs to know yeah. he's going to be a you know so it all yeah, led up to him come together it'll be like he becomes the rebel yeah it's really kind of heartwarming it's like his mom like Mm-hmm. That's what she was always raising him to be. Yeah. And then finally, after she dies <laughs> and inspires this rebellion on Ferrix, he becomes a rebel. And in a way, his dad dying, and it, like both of them dying at different times, put those two pieces together for him. Yeah. Because he like saw like he might have been like, oh, if you like, he saw what the Empire does to, in his case, his dad's case, he was innocent. Like it was a misunderstanding. Like he didn't actually try to fight the Empire and got killed by him it was like he was accused of that of throwing the rock or whatever but like yeah both of his parents were killed by the empire in different ways but they both taught him but i think i, I think love it that was... little scene with his dad like the flashback of like they're working on the it like... was a perfect ex- perfect way of telling a story so of how a person yeah. like clearly at the beginning of the season cassian is like just a hustler he is he's got his head in the sand yeah right like he's doing his thing he's subverting the empire mm-hmm. But he's not a rebel. He's really more doing it to survive. He's him and stealing. his mom are kind He'd of be stealing odds. from whoever's in charge. Doesn't matter who. Like you know what I mean. Like whatever powerful. Entity, yeah, he's just to survive. He'd, he'd be like and, sensing and the, their the stuff. first sign that he's going to reject that mentality is when he shoots that one guy who just wanted to take all the money. Mm-hmm. Right. That's like when yeah. you start to see like that's like him killing. He's that attaching part of, his idealism yeah. to his. He's like, that's that's who I could have become, smarts. this guy. So I'm killing that part of myself almost. Right. And then, yeah. That was and good. I think that that all perfectly yeah. ends with the scene mm-hmm. where... And they're like working together in the... Because in, right, in, in, the sh- in the show itself for the characters, right? Like, like when we watch that scene, there's no stakes because we know he won't kill Cassian. Right. But Cassian doesn't know that he won't kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shows up and he's, he's like, like, I'm in danger. Kill me or, or let me join you. Yeah. Because basically he's sick because he has to think there's a chance that Luthan will go, well, okay. Yeah. Like, and That's what often, I was here to do. Yeah. Right. So he was saying, I'm putting everything on the line. I'm either joining the rebellion or you're going to kill me. Right. Which, Which I is, think but it, just, But because Luthan like already kind of offered him that way back when they first met, he's like, I'm going to... like. Did he though? He's yeah. He's like, don't you want to stick it to these bastards for real, right? Like but he was. Do you think so? I, I think he was absolutely just doing it for. He was like, just doing it in the to moment get him, to get him into the Aldani yeah. job temporarily. Do the job, and uh, then as soon as the job was over, he's like, you that's true. Kill that guy. He wasn't actually trying to induct him. He was just trying. He to was get trying him, to temporarily him induct him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then to but then permanently kill. But him. then yeah, Andor's like putting it like I'm gonna put your money where your mouth is. Like, do you really believe this stuff? Because if so, like, take me in. Like, let's do this or. Yeah, kill me and I'll know. So what I'm looking forward to the most in season two is seeing how Cassian, his storyline is Mm -hmm. the through line to Saw and Luthen and Mon Mothma and how he Mm -hmm. ends up Mm -hmm. 
the the one variable that stays all the way through right. how it becomes to the like end agent cassian and or or like you know rebel operative now and, that and what happens one. to luthan yeah and we already know that saw goes further and further right. into yeah insanity but and like Jin's already out of the picture at this point so she won't come back till rogue one so like she won't be in this season but we're gonna probably get to yavin four somehow right two like, yeah, yeah, K2, well, yeah, K2, K2 for sure. K2. Yeah, like I wonder if like is part of B two is like like is B two part of K two S O in some way, right? Like his personality oh. mix because they already introduced that with like the the Falcon and what's her face that droid is like part of the Falcon, L3. right? Oh, it's L3. like these like, like yep. fusions of droid memories and droid brains like that. I would love it B two somehow. Some part of B two goes into K two S O. That'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's probably gonna be one of the arcs is like like obtaining this droid and like turning it over <laughs> but alright Justin your thoughts oh boy um I don't know when I said <clears throat> uh, sorry okay I don't know when I said this statement or um, but I think I still stand by it that I kind of compare Andor to Pirates 3 Uh, both critically and, like, structurally. And I definitely see that, like, like, towards the end of the the series. Um, This is definitely the Maelstrom. Uh, The last two episodes, for me, were definitely the Maelstrom scenes, uh, where they were probably the best best, uh, scenes in the show and possibly in the franchise. Um, just took a very long time to get there, but, um, oh, my likes, um, almost all my likes have been covered on here, um, oh, except for the Saw, um, Saw Guerrera scene, I don't, I don't think, we didn't really got, talk that much it. about it, the Luthan and Saw Guerrera, yeah, like, where, where, like, he, uh, <laughs> right, 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 That's where it kind of, like, reveals, uh, what's really gonna happen with Krager and, like, yeah. And it was just a setup, and um, then Sog just goes a little uh, right. He's like, "That's just like, what they like, would what? say." Right? Yeah, he's like second guessing. That, that was the first time that he really sounded like like yeah. very paranoid. Yeah, yeah, the absolute yeah, like paranoia paranoia yeah. finally yeah. kicks in. Right, where he's kind of looking at everyone like, yeah. mm-hmm. you, "You're in on it." Like my number two. You're responding. You're responding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which that kind of puts a lot of weight on when. Uh, Jin and uh, Saw meet each other, and he's like, "You, are you here to kill me?" Yeah, yeah. There's not much of me left, right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, guy, and he's lost it. Mm-hmm. And um, and Luthen, uh, obviously, I've already gushed about him before, and I still think he's one of the best characters in this in this uh, series as well. And and there's also a question I want to ask you guys. Because uh, I feel like, as you as you guys kind of uh, also said on, on this episode, that uh, Luthen's a very behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Um, with him being on Ferrix, and with him actually witnessing um, like his stuff being put into motion, do you think that will change him in any way? Because like, if, you, if you really look at it, like he, there was all Donnie. That's like he set that all up. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there to actually witness who was there and who was lost. Um, mean, same with uh, same with uh, um, 
Dang it, why am I blanking out on the guy? Um, same with that setup uh, that, he, that he was going to put Saw Krieger. through with Krieger. Oh, uh, yeah, there, yeah. There it is, Krieger. Um, like, he was... Like, he sat it up. He wasn't there to witness who was gone. So, like, him seeing... But, like, now, like, with him going to barracks mm-hmm. and then seeing his, like, um, actions, like, with Cassie and being put into mo- play and seeing who is lost now, do you think that will change him at all? Yeah, I, I got a sense of that in him, like, listening to Marva's speech and he's almost, like, almost shedding a tear. Like, I think he's having a shift in some way of, like, you know... Like, oh, my baby's all grown up kind of thing. Like, a little bit of a proud dad moment, mm-hmm. perhaps. Or um, or just, like, yeah, for the first time confronting the actual human cost of this stuff. That he's he's just, like, a chess master. And he's, like, there are the pawns are real people, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Because he had no, like, empathy for um, the spy guy, right? He was just, like, I mean, he was, like, I need you. You're more valuable, blah, blah, blah. But he's, right. like, he didn't really hear him of like I've got a kid now I want out he's like sorry kid can't get you out like a normal human would be like oh yeah understandable he basically told them like if you get out I'm gonna take yeah yeah so he's like (laughs) he's like an evil guy like yeah he's he's got leverage and he's gonna use it he is a chaotic neutral or whatever (laughs) he's he's very gray to answer your question I don't know that it's terribly strongly implied that that was what was going through his head when he was watching what happened on Ferrix. But I do think okay. I do think that um, we know what Saw ends up like. Right. And we know how Saw dies. We don't know too much about we don't know anything about what Luthen's story is gonna look like. We're I have to assume that he doesn't survive season two I mean if he's still alive at the end of season two that would seem odd to me which means that he's probably going to die at some point it seems more likely to me that he would die in some kind of redemptive way yeah than that that he would die the way Saw did which was as a raving (laughs) you know terrorist lunatic Um, but I don't know I don't know I think I think I think the more telling moment was when, when he decides not to kill Cassian, because he could have. Yeah, I think that's the evidence of the sh- of some sh- kind of shift. Mm-hmm. Some kind of shift that happened right. as a result. Of I that. think that 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 they leave it s- still sufficiently complex and gray, mm-hmm. like because we still don't know who he is. Like, why is this guy? Like, he's just mm-hmm. he's he's already the. Axis. What's, what's our Bruce Wayne? We, we don't what's even our, know. What's our Bruce Wayne Batman origin story for this we, guy? We don't even know like his Bruce why, Wayne. <laughs> why he is who he is. Yeah. Now. Like I have yeah. no idea. Which like, and which I mean, obviously, like, is he is the antiques collector just the front, or is that is it like an antiques collector who went who like moonlights as this Indiana Jones guy, or is it the other way around? Right. Like which which I came that, first? You know. I think that <laughs> for him to have a redemptive arc of some kind. Um, we need to get a strongly sympathetic backstory for him. Mm. Otherwise, it's just... I don't know. I just... I just I don't know. Maybe we're but never like going to get a backstory. I like his role in this, and I don't but, know, like... I don't want, necessarily want him out of the role he was playing. Like, I liked that chaotic... Like, the unpredictable chess master 
where you're like this very morally gray guy, right? But I think I think he's ultimately he ultimately he's keeping my mouth loses to Mon Mothma, right? Like he never ends up being the leader of the rebellion because her securing his money means she doesn't need him as much because he was giving her money, like he was funding it. So like if she got her own money from this other guy, this loan shark guy, which was his own set of problems. Now she doesn't need him as much, and she's gonna be mad that, like, that he kept her out of the dark of Aldani and all this. Like, you know, like there was a rift already, and like she's gonna be like, I don't even need you anymore, or like, I don't even want you, because you're a wild card, you know, mm-hmm. or like, you know what I mean? Like you're too dark for me. Here's the real, <laughs> the real question we should be asking is. Do Cyril and Deidre hook up? <laughs> oh, yeah, like what's no. like what is literally their next Please, step? Like, no. I mean, they're gonna be like, where is where is ISB agent Miro? And she, the answer is she's in this closet. Like, how is she gonna get off planet? Like, is she like gonna mm. abandon the Empire? Like, is she gonna go AWOL? Like, you know, desert or is it like what? Like, what is literally gonna happen next with those two? How do they get out from that closet to the next thing? That's what I, I want to see. Like that. It's so I don't. It's so amazing. Like they 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 wrote them into a corner. Literally, like they wrote them into a that closet. Is, but I don't know like how they get out of the closet. And like what happens of next? All you know? the storylines and characters <laughs> in this Very show. Unexpected. That is the storyline and set of characters that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> that are so <laughs> unprecedented in Star yeah, Wars. For sure. I don't even know how to feel. Yeah. About they're so weird. Both they're of them. so odd, <laughs> and it's such an awkward. Um, but I love it. Like now I, I know why I they had it, those two. Like so those two weird. were doing all the promotion stuff together, because like their characters are kind of connected, connected way yeah. more than yeah. like once you've seen it all, it makes sense. Because for a little while, you're like, you're not get, you're not really seeing it, and then it all comes back together. Yeah, but I think I think that it's pretty clear. Like I think that. Like, they are the same kind of person. Yeah. But yep. Cyril is like, Cyril is like, part of the reason why she's kind of like repulsed by him is because I think she sees herself in him. And, yeah. but, but she's an imperial and he's just a flunky corporate guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know where that story's going. I just know that. <laughs> That sequence when they after the explosion was so like I don't know I I uh, almost was reacting to that more than the it was protest. cringe but not in like a like not in a sucks you out of it moment it was like you're in the cringe with them you're not like oh I know I was, your eyes I was so glad they didn't kiss and it <laughs> yeah. made that scene so perfect yeah the like, tension they don't even I don't know if they either of them have ever kissed right. anyone yeah i think that they <laughs> didn't know enough to know that that might have been a kissing like moment. is this where yeah. we kiss like it's almost right. like they were middle schoolers yes. like hiding in the janitor's closet right. and it was like <laughs> what are we supposed to do but even less awareness yeah yeah i, I think it, and i think that that was it makes sense like she probably grew up like in the whole academy system or whatever and like has had no like a very stern woman you know like a very like a she went from the hitler youth to to the ss right you know it's like well she's and she's a career person right so she has no relationships yeah, exactly she has no relationship she, he only has his career mom. he has his yeah. mom but really and, like he, his friend i guess uh, yeah they, i feel like they're both kind of like the uh kind of kids that the parents don't have to worry about you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the guy, his friend, I keep forgetting his name, like, the sergeant guy. Yeah. Like, I, they show him, like, sitting there drinking. The blueberry, they call it. Yeah, uh-huh. tactical blueberry. <laughs> sergeant <laughs> tactical blueberry. But, like, he's sitting there, like, drinking. Like, mm-hmm. like, was, like he's, like, 
well, he saw, yeah, he has all this stuff like happen, and he's like, I feel like he's like, I'm done with him. Like he's disillusioned at that point with like everything. Like if he had any like patriotism, as it were, I feel like he's seen the dark side of the empire now, and he's like, gonna be like one of those like Republic clone troopers. Like hey, you're gonna spare some credits, right? He's gonna be like, I'm out. Like I'm done. I'm disillusioned. Like the illusion is broken to me. Like you know, like the glass was shattered. In his brain. I mean, he's uh, definitely what doesn't come across as someone who's going to. He doesn't have any I mean, stakes. I don't think he's yeah, going to end up. Like, on yeah, either apparently, side. like his actor, like confirmed, like he's not part of season two. Yeah, so, like, that, I think he's just but like, like his character is like he was there to like back up his buddy. But like, I feel like him seeing that massacre. Left, so. Yeah, him seeing that massacre like broke the illusion of what the empire is to him which he might have been like a fanboy of it i feel like he's you just know? gonna be some like guy if, like, like if you were just a bystander in a, in a bar at, somewhere for the rest of his life like if you were a bystander at like a like a protest that went bad and you saw like police brutality like like live firsthand you might be like ooh, like maybe like who, who are the other good guys and bad guys here like all i saw was innocent protesters getting mercilessly beaten by cops right it's like no i'm not so sure about my life anymore right like this illusion i built up of order and authority like, I just saw it be used for evil, right? That's probably where he's at in that moment. And, like, that's kind of an interesting, like, character. Like, I just thought him and Serial, that, that scene where they switched hats was just, like, so weird. Yeah, I don't know I, why. I, I, think, I, I, think I, more, I haven't I, yet I think found more... anything that remotely can explain what that was even about. Yeah. I think, I think I can somewhat explain. It kind of... I think it was more kind of showing that they have somewhat of a camaraderie. Um... I like Whether the, like, their FaceTime conversation that yeah, like, outside call from that. hell. <laughs> so that's our conclusion of uh, Andor episode 11 and 12. Remember, the Force will be with you. Always. Always.